This is 90 Day CEO, the podcast. Created for women out there building their businesses on a mission to get their services and their gifts out into this world. We are Mooch and Melissa, co-founders of 90 Day CEO. We created this podcast to do exactly that. And we are on our own mission to help those of you who want to get gritty and get real and to ditch the BS, to not worry about having that swipe up on Instagram, to not focus on perfectly curated photos, but rather to understand the dynamics of building a business and then focus your passion on your service. You want to show up and serve? Let's get down to build a business. Hey guys, and welcome back to 90 Day CEO, the podcast. I am Melissa and co-founder of 90 Day CEO. And today I am going to be jamming on how to tell your story in an Instagram post or an email or maybe a video or a live, but really the process of taking your personal story and putting it out there in a way that's effective, that honors your why, and that also serves your community. And this is not easy. This is something I struggled with which I'm going to get into. Um, but so many of you guys who are here in our 90-day community, you know, I think energy attracts energy, right? Vibe attracts vibe. And we're very much about our why. We're very much about purpose. And so we know and we believe so many of you guys listening resonate with that and have your own why. So without any further ado, let's dive into this. All right, guys, I have to be totally honest. Um, when it came to beginning to share my why, I had a really hard time. Um, there were multiple reasons for it. Those of you who don't know my why, in 2014, I lost my daughter, Layden, to necrotizing endocolitis. And uh, for short, it's called NEC. And essentially, it's sick intestines. Uh, her case was termed a catastrophe. And my world was shattered. Uh, at the time, I was working in public education. And I had been exploring yoga instruction and um, really kind of into health before then. But I hadn't taken any action. Um, I had just started this new role and, and was really enjoying it, really excited about it. Now, after I lost my daughter, I realized that in order to survive grief, I had to really put in the work. Um, and in doing so, you know, long story short, I began studying gut health, which she died from. And that led to my understanding of holistic health and juicing, uh, which really changed my own health and my life. I began just doing juicing workshops in my living room, in my church basement, at local juice bars, anywhere I could, um, not to make money. I had another job, but just to spread my mission and spread this why. I also got into yoga instruction because yoga was very healing for me during my grief journey and, and working through trauma and working through pain. And so when Mooch and I joined forces, I had been, you know, dabbling and I had studied NLP and life coaching. And this was about five years, four and a half, five years after losing my daughter, Layden. And as we began to become more serious about what we were doing, I really had to begin to share my why. And I joined a coaching mastermind. And of course, one of the first things they taught was about marketing and messaging. And I did not want to share my why at all. Now, there are a couple of reasons for this, and you might feel differently on yours, but think about what might be holding you back from sharing. What might it be? Now, on one hand, for me, I didn't want to make it about me right? My story is pretty heavy and I just gave you a very abbreviated version, but I didn't want the heaviness or the weight of being a bereaved mom or losing my daughter to 
dim anyone else's heaviness or anyone else's pain. Because what I often hear is, well, I didn't go through what you went through, so um, it's not as bad, or I don't have permission to feel uh, as sad or to feel as angry as you do. And I didn't want that because I don't believe in a hierarchy. I don't believe in comparison. And uh, some people would say being a bereaved parent is like top of the food chain, quote unquote, um, in grief and loss. And Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I don't, I don't believe in that comparison, right? Wherever you are in the quote unquote food chain, your pain is your pain, your loss is your loss, your trauma is your trauma. And we're not going to minimize that by comparing it to anyone else's, right? So that was one main reason I really, really, really didn't want to share is I felt like I didn't want to take up too much space, essentially. And that's something that, to be honest, I had to kind of work through in my own life not wanting to take up too much space. That's something that has probably been uh, a part of me for a very long time. And I say this all the time to our 90 day CEO community that entrepreneurship will hold a mirror up to the things you have to work on. And you might be able to get by, like for me, I could get by not wanting to take up space and I could let that manifest in relationships or let that manifest in finance or let that manifest in friendships or health or whatever it may be, however that chose to show up. And I could just kind of get by or be annoyed or have little symptoms and just kind of deal with it. But when it's your business, these things, you can't, you have a choice. You deal with it and you take care of it or it doesn't grow, right? And so for me, I wanted to grow the business. So I've, I've had to really work on that discomfort that I had and not wanting to take up space, right? To wanting to like kind of give credit elsewhere and, you know, to not take away from what anyone else needs, so on one hand, that was a big gift for me to be able to work through. On the other hand, I realized a lot is about positioning and messaging. And I'm going to get more into the actual strategy about that in, in a few minutes. Another reason that I didn't want to share was that uh, I was really worried about what other people would think. Um, it's human, right? I was worried about, you know, I, I don't believe when people say, well, just don't care or don't be scared. You know, like fearless isn't a thing. Fear is very normal. Fear is a human uh, experience. We are wired, fight and flight. We're constantly looking for fear, right? Fear is just like one text message, one email, one comment, one phone call away for many of us, right? What we do is we choose not to act or live in a state of fear. So any of you listening, I don't want you to think like, oh, I'm going to take action on my business when I'm not afraid. Like, that's not going to happen. You're, you're going to keep waiting. Like, you're going to be afraid right? I was afraid. Mooch was afraid, right? Our, our staff team's been afraid. Our entrepreneurs are afraid. So don't kid ourselves in thinking that like we have to be fearless or wait for this fear to go away. Like the fear is going to be there. We have to choose not to make decisions out of a state of fear. And, you know, just brief aside, little detour referencing my mindset coaching, we cannot grow when we make decisions and choices from a low vibration, a low frequency. I don't mean good or bad vibes. I don't believe in good or bad right? I'm talking actual scientific, low frequency vibrations. We cannot grow in these states. And fear, comparison, these are low vibration. Victimization, these are low vibration frequencies. So you can't expect to grow yourself or grow your business if you're deciding not to take action on your business because you're afraid. Well, you're not going to grow, right? So what happens instead, we don't wait to be fearless. That fear will continue to be present, but we choose and we act from a state of joy, a state of trust, a state of opportunity, um, a state of possibility, a confidence in, in our why, right? Our meaning. 
So don't wait to be fearless. But, you know, I was, I was afraid of what people would think. And I wasn't really afraid of criticism. Um, you know, of course, you're going to have trolls and people who say like, what do you know about this, this or that, or her going to, you know, screenshot and send it somewhere. But here's the thing, guys, anyone doing that is just really unhappy in their own life. <laughs> like, honestly. So I will tell you, I wasn't afraid of critics because anybody critical to me is 10 times more critical to themselves. And so I just feel compassion for them. Honestly, I just feel compassion for them. Like, wow, what a shitty way to live. What a fucking exhausting way to live, to be that critical all the time. Because if you're spewing that out, you have it inside. Just like if you were to vomit, like physically vomit, you literally can't vomit something you don't have inside of you. Okay, when people emotionally vomit and they're spewing criticism, judgment, gossip, blame, that they can only spew what's inside of them, right? So I say doing the work is so powerful. And I know, I'm sorry, I can't help but bring my mindset coaching in here, guys. It's just how I am. It's just how I jam. But this is what it is. It all goes hand in hand. It all dances together, right? So I wasn't afraid of somebody saying like, what does she know? What, what is celery juice? Right. We did have that <laughs> on a side note. Right. Or um, how can they build a second business when they have a first? And I'm like, well, if you have to shut down your first business to build a second, you didn't really build a business. Right. If you're not running the business, the business is running you. So there's always going to be these critics and these voices. And but for me, it was a fear that people were going to think that I wasn't sad or in pain about the loss of my daughter Layden or that people were going to even worse think that I was monetizing it. And that's still hard for me to say out loud. And the only way that I could get through that was to be so clear and confident in myself. Right. Um, and to recognize like, I, I don't have a choice. Like my daughter Layden is gone. Right. She's gone. No choice in that. But I do have a choice in what I do with what I've learned from her. My daughter is my greatest teacher still to this day. She's my greatest teacher, right? She was four months old. I learned more in those four months than I did in years of school and studying psychology and in any course that I've taken, right? When you're living in those trauma states and those adversities and you're actually understanding what it's like to detach from outcome and love anyways, right? and you're actually living all these things, you learn more. So for me, um, I had to get really clear that I don't have a choice in losing my daughter, Layden, but I had a choice in how I honored and shaped her legacy. And so what I decided was that I knew where I was coming from and that I believed as her mom, as a bereaved mom, it was loving to share. It was loving to put things out there. Essentially, I had to make the decision to detach from the haters, for lack of a better term. Um, and most of that was in my own head. It really never came across my radar. You know, you never know what's out there, but um, I want to just share that to be totally human and honest and vulnerable and let you know a lot of this stuff is in our own head, right? A lot of it's in our own head. So I had to essentially get out of my own way. So these are kind of the things that I had to figure out when sharing um, and how to get myself to even share. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to, I've made the decision to share. Okay, well, how do I do it? And that's what I want to give you guys here, a little roadmap, a little blueprint, because I know you all have your whys too. Right. So once you get over that, don't be fearless. Don't wait to be fearless. Right. Once you are clear that you want to share your story, here's how you do it. Okay. So first thing you want to do is you want to make sure you're sharing from a place of service, not to be heard, not to process out loud, not to get sympathy, not to get attention. You are sharing from a place of service. You are sharing to help. You detach from likes. 
you detach from comments. You don't need people to comment and message you and say like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Now, of course, if somebody messages you and says that's really helpful, yeah, that's great feedback, right? But you are not posting from a place of need or lack, right? We're not posting from a place of scarcity. We are posting from these high vibration frequencies of service, of joy, of love, of sharing, of, hey, if this helps one person, I want to put it out there. Okay, that's the number one thing. Once you got that, the rest will come easier. So you want to open your post, your email, your speech, whatever it may be with a ground zero moment. It's, you know, you can call it a hook in writing. So um, it could be like, I'll never forget the moment I heard my daughter's last breath. Right? That's going to hook someone in. All right. So after you got your hook, your ground zero moment, that time you thought you couldn't get off the floor, that time you wanted to give up, that time you took the leap. Uh, oftentimes I'll share like, you know, I'll never forget when I ran my credit card and I was already $100,000 in debt, right? That's going to hook people in. Now you want to make it relatable to your audience. So step two, related to your audience. So have you ever had a time in your life where you felt like you couldn't move forward? Or have you ever been so suffocated by debt or financial worry, you didn't know what to do? Right, so you've got your hook and now you're going to relate it to your audience. Like, why should they continue to read this? How can you relate it? Now you're going to build their willingness to continue to read. Because remember, guys, we're busy and we're getting lazier and lazier and lazier as a society, right? Most things say like three-minute read, two-minute read. People want to know what they're committing to. So now you want to give a little bit of credibility to how you can help them. Now, guys, this doesn't have to be complicated, right? Relating it to your audience doesn't have to say this can relate to you because, right? Just very simply, like, uh, have you ever experienced this in your life? Or was there ever a time that this happened for you? Or do you ever worry about this, this, or that? Right now, you notice when you're sharing your story and your why, right now I'm going to overcoming adversity as my default. Maybe yours is more about like something very triumphant. Usually triumph comes with adversity and typically adversity draws people in more. We are more motivated by pain than pleasure. To be honest, psychology will show you we are more motivated by getting out of pain than getting into a pleasure state. So that does tend to work when you're sharing your story to kind of hit the pain. But of course, you can do your pleasure state as well. You can do your triumph. You can do your, your win. Okay, credibility for how you can help them. For, you know, I could say, you know, uh, the day that my daughter died, I really never thought I'd want to go on. And six years later, I can honestly say I've never loved life more. And I want to share, right? Uh, maybe for business coaching, it could be something along the lines of, you know, we grew a seven-figure business and just over a year online using no paid ads from our laptops with sweatpants on, right? So it's a little bit of credibility of like, well, why should I listen to this person? What do they know? Then from there, you want to go deeper into their pain. You want to go into where your client is. Now, if you notice, I'm talking about sharing your story, but who am I talking about? I'm talking about your reader, right? I'm not talking about you because we're sharing from a place of service. Now, your story allows you to be more human. It allows you to be relatable, but your story, hate to tell you, when you're sharing it, if you're sharing it for the right reasons, it's not about you, right? It's not about you. So take them deeper into the pain, the problem. You're probably experiencing this, or does this sound familiar, or here's what I went through, right? And you just kind of bullet or you list. Here's where I'm at now, or here's what's possible for you. So after you take them deeper into the pain, you show them what's possible. 
Now, optional could be getting into here's how it happened or here are three steps that I took. Now, this may seem long because I'm teaching it, but it's pretty quick. Hook, one statement. Relating it to your audience, one sentence. Credibility for how you can help them, one, maybe two sentences. So you got one, two, three sentences. Deeper into the pain, that's where you're going to get a little bit deeper, right? You're going to add a little bit more. This could be four, four bullets, maybe, maybe four to six bullets. Where are you at now? One standout sentence around possibility. Now, if you want to keep it short, you don't get into the how. If you want to go further, you get into the how, like, here's what I did. Here are three things that were invaluable to my transformation. Here are four steps I took to transition from not wanting to live to loving life. Right? So this is like the value share, right? And then close it with a call to action. What do you want them to do? How do you want them to act? Maybe when you're sharing your story, this is not the time where you offer for them to book a call or to buy something. Maybe you just tell them that you believe in them. If they want to connect with you more to DM something or to comment an emoji below if this relates or to share it with somebody that could benefit from seeing it, right? All sorts of value. It's not just, you know, getting that book call. So we've got, when it comes to sharing your story, right? We've got our own personal hurdles we have to get through in order to do that. And once we've decided, yes, I'm sharing, it's the how and it's the roadmap. Your hook, your relatability, your credibility, dig deeper into the pain, show them what's possible. Optional, tell them how. Maybe you have two variations, one with that and one without. And then send them along the way and how you want them to move forward. And that's it. But the most important thing I want you to know is your story matters. We all have stories. We are not meant to hold our stories in. We are storytellers by nature for as long as like the human species has existed. We've told stories and we pass stories down. Your story matters. Your story can change lives. But when you share it, share it confidently, detach from outcome, know that it comes from a place of love, and always share from a place of service. Thank you so much for trusting us on this journey. And if you want to go deeper into this, if this was helpful, we have a webinar coming up May 19th. It is free. I'm going to be giving so many writing tips and hacks, juicy stuff, stuff that our clients have said has generated them so many more leads and so much more revenue and saved them time from just trying to write more, 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 more. They're learning how to write more effectively. They're learning how to batch. This is stuff I teach our paying clients, 90 Day CEO, but we are bringing it to the greater community and we would love to see you there. Questions, DM me. You can find me at Mindset and Malbec on Instagram or of course, 90 Day CEO on Instagram and scope out our free webinar. Scope out the link in our Instagram bio. All right, talk soon. Thank you guys all so much for listening. We're hoping you found some really good little golden nuggets. You can find us on Instagram at 90dayceo. Feel free to shoot us a DM. Just slide right in there like a little chess. And we want to know what did you find valuable, what you want to hear more about, and what you have going on in your business. And remember, no matter how hard it gets, and it probably will get harder, just keep moving. <laughs>